Welcome to the Wrestler Faith Audio Podcast. Once again, the Wrestler of Faith audio podcast is brought to you by Anchor FM. Get your voice to the world. You can be on Stitcher. You can be on Spotify. They get you on iTunes. If you've got a message, they'll get your word out. Anchor FM. Welcome to the Wrestler of Faith audio podcast. Your name is? FPD. Your name is? Greg Davis. And my name is Michael Davis, and today we are going to be talking about spiritual complacency. Doesn't that just sound exciting, Big Rick? Very enthusiastic. What does the word complacent mean? I'm testing. I'm, I'm going on a big, a big jump here that your 10th grade vocabulary understands the word complacency. Complacent. What does complacent mean? You're fine in the place that you are. You are absolutely fine in the place that you are. To be complacent is to lose the desire of growth or to expand. To be fine where you are. That is absolutely correct. Today I want to talk about the dangers of spiritual complacency. And through that, talk about what what existed once upon a time but no longer exists but it started to no longer exist in a bad way but now it's starting to no longer exist in a good way and so let, let's talk this through real quick big rick as we eat breakfast and you take a big bite as soon as i say your name do you can you explain the territories do you know anything about the good old wrestling territories. Um, wait, wait, MCD. Territories. The territories are basically where wrestlers get placed and they can get up to other territories to make, to get better. And once you get to the top, they're like, I'm awesome. MCD just schooled you. In her knowledge of the territories. So, uh, add another layer to it, Big Rick. MCD nailed it. The territories were places where people worked through, worked around so that they could get better until they got to the point where they could say, I'm awesome. MCD nailed it. Now, add another layer. I don't know what else to add. All right, but explain. How did... How did the territories exist back in the day? Can you name some of the territories? Um, they're all connected under the NWA, right? A lot, a lot. There was, there was two territories that existed outside of the NWA. One of them, Bill Watts, pulled out of the pulled out Mid South Wrestling from the NWA and and created the Universal Wrestling Federation, the UWF. And another another promotion that never existed, never ever existed within the NWA, but its owner and operator was a part of the board of directors of the NWA, was the Worldwide Wrestling Federation. But what exists now as the WWE was never an active partner of the NWA, but Vince Sr. was on the board of directors of the NWA. Okay. So, now explain some of the other territories. There was, um, man, I don't, I'm trying to think, um. You had Championship Wrestling from Florida that was run by Eddie Graham. And Eddie Graham was, um, 
uh, that he brought us uh, such great wrestlers as the Briscoes and Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes actually came out of the Florida Territory. Um, you had Calgary. Who ran Calgary? The Heart. <laughs> right. We're live, pal. <laughs> Holy crap, that was loud. The Hearts. Stu Hart ran Calgary. The Heart The Heart Foundation. You get such wrestlers as Brian Pillman, Owen Hart, Bret Hart, uh, Jim Neidhart, um, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts came out, Big Daddy Ritter, also known as the Junkyard Dog, came out of Calgary, so you got all those guys, and then you got Texas, tell me what Texas is known for, um, the Von Erics, the Von Erics, you got the Von Erics, you got uh, the Hollywood area, Roddy Piper wrestled a lot in Hollywood, uh, uh, Gory Guerrero, the Guerreros wrestled a lot in, in um, Los Angeles area. You get the Pacific Northwest. Once again, Roddy Piper, uh, Doug, uh, uh, Pretty Boy Doug Summers, uh, Playboy Buddy Rose, Jimmy Superfly Snooka, uh, the Grappler Lynn Denton uh, all came out of the um, Oregon Pacific Nor- Northwest areas. And then Hawaii. And Hawaii was run by the Anoy family. Can you tell me some famous, famous members that grew out of the Anoy family. Uh, there's The Rock, there's Roman Reigns, there's Nia Jax, there's The Usos. The, the uh, Wild Samoans uh, back in the day all came out of um, that family. Uh, there's another wrestler that married into that family, uh, the, uh, the soul man Rocky Johnson who was the, the who begat who Begats is to father to oh, the rock. The rock. Yes, that, that's a biblical, that's an Old Testament word. Begat. Um, I wonder if everybody, everyone in that family, like working together at the WWE. There, Vince McMahon is very, uh, very favorable to the Annoy family. He, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of Annoys that have worked through the WWE. So all these territories existed, and what happened in these territories is you could trade talent around, and people could continue to grow. Like they, literally, there's this thing that they say in WWE: we don't have anything else for you, and then they lose wrestlers because they don't know how to use them. Well, what happened back in the day, in the territory days, they'd ship off somebody to a new territory, and they could develop a new character, and or redo their old stuff again and kind of get their spirits back up and keep going it it was it was hard to become complacent in the territories because they could move you to another territory and they could push you in a new way all right the territories are starting to exist again but but yeah like ec3 but they exist in a new way because back in the day, when you went to a new territory, people couldn't see you. Well, back in the day, when you went to a new territory, they they worked together in, in partner sharing, but they didn't work together. They competed. Territories competed against each other to draw houses and stuff. They did. But they would also trade talent so that they those people could could change and morph. Okay, so let's talk about the new territories. Tell, explain to the few listeners the, the new territories. The new territories? I'm thinking it's very much like 
the companies, right? Like the new NWA. And the new, new NWA. Japan Pro New Wrestling, Japan Pro Wrestling. Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Impact. Impact. Lucha Underground, AAA, and all WWE, All Elite. So what's different now? Because once upon a time you would send a wrestler away and they would work in a new territory and they would spend a lot of time there and not come back. What? How is the new territories different than that? The new territories are different because they'll like they'll share talent as in both shows, both territories will have the same person and it would most likely be the same gimmick. Yes. For example, this past weekend, Tessa Blanchard wrestled for Impact Wrestling. She wrestled Taya Valkyrie on Impact for the Impact Women's title, unfortunately lost. On Women of Wrestling, that's on Axis Television. She won the WOW. Women's title, the, the WOW title. There's not a men's title. It's the women of wrestling. She won the title in that show. Let's let me give you another example. Rich Swan, mm-hmm. Rich Swan on Impact. Which Rich Swan on Major League Wrestling? Okay. Uh, same weekend. Sammy Callahan. Same same shows. Same weekend. The, the one the Mac. that I have with wrestling is. They should let men and women fight together. Well, that's they, Lucha. That's what they do in Lucha Underground. They know women are better than men no matter what, right? That, that's true. Let's talk about the Mac because the Mac's on a whole different level. The Mac is an active presence in Impact. The Mac has been in House of Hardcore. The Mac is the current reigning and defending NWA National Heavyweight Champion. And he competes on Ring of Honor. And he competes on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. All at the same time. So there's this like this current moment that instead of having to go away and learn a, a new territory, you're constantly bouncing from territory to territory. And I think that's a good thing. Because... You're not becoming complacent in your style to fit one territory at a time. What happened? Uh, there's definitely a WWE mold, right or wrong. No, that's right. Even if a person... Let's take Sensei Nakamura. Sensei Nakamura, former IWGP uh, Intercontinental Champion, former IWGP World Champion, he still had to go through NXT before going on the main roster to learn the WWE style that you know so there's definitely a WWE style there's only there's only like one person that I could think of that got to skip the skip the line AJ, uh, AJ Styles. Styles AJ Styles did not was not forced to go through NXT to go through the learn the WWE style I mean look at CM Punk CM Punk was the indie darling who came into WWE, and at the time, their NXT was WWECW, and he had to start there. Samoa Joe, former TNA World Heavyweight Champion, former TNA X Division Champion, former Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion, started through NXT. 
Uh, they they have they put these people through their press so that they can work the WWE style. There's a style that goes with Impact. There's a style. There's a style of wrestling and championship wrestling from Hollywood. There's a style of wrestling for Ring of Honor. And what I like about the new territories is the people don't become complacent with a very specific style because. They're wrestling at Impact one night. They're wrestling at Major League Wrestling the next. They're wrestling at Ring of Honor the next night. And they're they're constantly adjusting style from style from style and having to grow and and change nightly because of all that. That does that kind of make sense? Yeah. If you're constantly if you're constantly being challenged to change, what happens to you? change you change is that good yes <laughs> you're right it's good and you we're grow, live pal and you grow and you can become a better person too you grow and you become a better person too especially when you play a heel especially when you play a heel and there's some guys that are heel in one places and babies in the other uh, uh the mac was heel and and uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood, but baby, and uh, Impact Wrestling. Uh, let's look at the Lucha Brothers. The Lucha Brothers wrestle in every territory. They wrestle in every territory. In Major League Wrestling, they're baby faces. In AEW, they're going to be heels. It's it's really cool that that they're even challenged to play both sides of the deck. You know. There, there's a there's a worry that I have with spiritual complacency, and spiritual complacency is I have become so comfortable in my church, I've become so comfortable with who Jesus Christ is to me, I've become so comfortable with where I'm at in my faith that I forget to be challenged to look at the world through other people's eyes, and. I'm still dealing with that. And gang, yeah, one more week. The vote's next week, so you're going to hear it one more week. I, I That's the biggest challenge that's, that's crushing the United Methodist Church right now. It's we've become spiritually complacent within what we're comfortable with. Everyone wants it to be one way or the other based on what they're comfortable with and no, no longer willing to be a denomination that works towards the middle of the road and weighs out what it means to to disagree with each other on topics but still be willing to work towards sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ to everyone and both sides of the coin and you're going to get mad at me the the conservatives are wrong that they want the rules harder and I think that everyone that's on the progressive side is in some way wrong because they want it to be too progressive. We have lost the necessity of having conversations with people that we disagree with so that we don't become spiritually complacent in what we think is right. We can't find a common ground in the middle because everybody wants it one way. We can't find the common ground in the middle because everybody wants it the way that they're comfortable. And my favorite phrasing that I saw is that Jesus Christ called me to be uncomfortable in my faith. 
called me to go out to the places that I am uncomfortable to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, I think they should also put in consideration there the other person feeling and say, I'm going to be uncomfortable. I'm okay with that. Yes, yeah, but... I'm going to do that no matter what because I want to make the other person happy. That's what God would want them to do. The challenge has been forgotten that faith isn't about you. Faith is a benefit to you. It's a tool. It's a foundation. It's something that we grow from. But faith is about other people. Jesus Christ didn't say, go to your own house and be comfortable. Jesus Christ said to go ye therefore into all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ didn't call us to go home and be happy. Jesus Christ challenged us to go to the places that even we disagree with to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And and I'm looking at this the, the new territories in wrestling, and that's what I like. If we're constantly going to a place that has a different style, a different expectation, a different challenge, we're going to keep growing and changing because we're actually experiencing things that we don't understand. Spiritual complacency is no longer learning. And we have to keep learning. We have to keep studying. And we have to keep growing so that we don't become selfish and complacent, but we become missionaries for the greater good. That's the Wrestler of Faith podcast for this week. We're live, pal. Woo!